Hey guys, welcome to episode number six. This is Divorce Slash Separated Parents, and we actually have a special guest today, and that is Olivia. So my name is Haley. I'm Sophie. And then Olivia, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, my name's Olivia. Um, I work with Sophie. <laughs> so today we're going to talk mostly about divorced parents um, and some common feelings that come from divorced families. Um, one of them is you can't seem to shake the guilt about your parents' divorce. I'm sure we've all been there. Um, no matter what people tell you, you still feel responsible somehow. Sophie, do you have anything to reflect on that? Um, yeah, I kind of relate. So when my parents got divorced, it was a little bit of a different situation than most divorces. But for me, I definitely still feel guilty for my parents' divorce, even though it was the best thing for them. Yeah, so the next one is you don't feel like you can talk to either of your parents about how the divorce makes you feel because you don't want to be a burden to them. So for me, um, I know that this is gonna be different for Olivia, but for me, I don't really get along with either of my parents. So me feeling like a burden to them is not really there for me because they already both suck, so. <laughs> I, <laughs> so Olivia, do you talk to both of your parents then? Yeah, yeah, every week. Yeah, okay. About, yeah. Um, so the, the third thing is, is you feel frustrated that the, the Oh my goodness. You feel frustrated <laughs> that the divorce still bothers you so much, even after years of working on how you feel about it. Your friends whose parents are uh, divorced seem to get over it faster, and you just wonder what's missing. Like I said, for me, it doesn't really bother me. I'm glad that they're not together. Yeah. yeah. Olivia, how do you feel about your parents' divorce in that sense? Um, I definitely think it was the right thing. Uh, they divorced when I was four, so I barely even got to, like, uh, live the life, I guess, together. Um, but, like, oh, yeah. gosh, definitely. Well, I mean, when you're younger, I mean, when you're younger, you know, you don't really remember as much either, I'm sure. No, um, the only, the earliest memory I have of them together is just literally just this screenshot in my brain looking at my dad's fish tank in her living room, and that's, that's all I remember. Yeah. So I actually, my mom was with my sister's dad for, oh gosh, like six or seven years yeah. and they were never married. Um, but there's like vivid things that I'm like, wow, I remember sitting in a room and seeing a rocking chair. Like that's all we left him with. So it's crazy that we have like these vivid, like, like one thing memories. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Kids so, remember. Go ahead, Olivia. Oh, I was just saying, kids remember, like, it's, I feel yeah. like a lot of people are like, oh, they were just only four, like, or only three. But that's, you know? that's a hard stage, though, like, to have a divorce, too, because, like, you're so attached, because you're so young, and you need both, and then... Well, and you have your yeah. two parents together for... Four years. All your yeah, life, right. what you've known, too, so... Yeah. Um, so the last thing is you don't feel comfortable talking with one or both of your parents, even about day-to-day -day life, because they always seem to overshare about the divorce or speak neg negatively about the other parent. So I feel like for you, Haley, I mean, your parents weren't ever married, but I feel like you experience this more in the separated. So like for me, I don't experience that. My parents don't really talk about each other. Like, yeah. But for you in that separation, like your mom always talked negatively oh yeah my i 
that was really big. Even with my sister's stepdad or my sister's dad. Yeah. Um, it was constant. I mean, she was always talking bad about someone and it was really hard to then make my own opinions about those people as well. So Sophie, do you want to explain a little bit about your parents' divorce and just sum it up a little bit? Yeah. So my parents got divorced when I was a freshman in high school. Um, So after my parents got divorced, me, my mom, and my sister, we lived in the Golden House for five months um, to try and get out of the divorce because otherwise it would have been a really big domestic abuse situation. Um, After that, my mom, I don't want to say like relapsed, but like (laughs) kind of relapsed with my dad, if that makes sense, and kept inviting him over. So it was really confusing, especially for a 14, 15 year old trying to handle your parents' divorce and then seeing them still do stuff together. Um, Well, especially with all the abuse that had gone on in that home. So I mean, like it made sense to a point, but didn't make sense because my mom didn't know anything different. But at the same point, she divorced him to try and get out of that. So it was really hard to try and understand what she was going through in her mind and why she kept going back to a man she just divorced because of abuse. Yeah. So so for my parents specifically, my biological mom and dad, they were never really together. I mean, they weren't together after I was born. Um and they never worked on anything. So I never remember a separation for them specifically. But then my mom was with my sister's dad for the longest time, which he was very close to me for six or seven years. And that separation was very, very hard on me as a kid. I think all of us as kids, you like go through life and you expect to have these people in your life at all times. And sometimes divorce can make that, or separation can make that a little more difficult. Especially if it isn't healthy. Right. So, Olivia, we're going to jump into some questions for you. So, the first question is, when did your parents divorce and why? I mean, you already hit on that a little bit, but just go into depth a little bit. Yeah, no. So, um, long story short, my parents had moved away from everybody they knew. They came from, uh, we all came from Janesville, and I was just like a little baby, uh, to Green Bay. And uh, they divorced around like two... 2003 I had to Green Bay court circuit that thing Uh, (laughs) um, at that time uh, I believe I was five but I remember before entering kindergarten that they had split up and I just remember like a lot of crying I would like beg my dad can I call my mom and then I would beg my mom to call my dad and I I just remember being so confused right especially at that age Yeah, I was kind of, so I don't know why, but I've been getting really into, like, psychology, especially versus, like, upbringings, like, the nature versus nurture, and just, like, how different people process things, and I, for some reason, I, I don't know how I'm trying to say this. You're good, we do this all the time. (laughs) Well, I I mean, when you're that little and you're going into kindergarten, you probably had, you know, like, did your, like, your first day of kindergarten, did your parents drop you off together? 
Um, I believe my dad dropped me off and I was crying. I specifically remember that day and I had my, my really cute, uh, hot pink Powerpuff Girl backpack that was like, Hell went yeah. down to my ankles. <laughs> like I was like, that tiny child. And yeah. I just remember crying and, uh, one of the supervisors had to like hold, grab my hand to bring me in. And I just remember that happening quite a bit in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but after that, I, I don't remember. I feel like I just like just dealt with it. it I, the change I just got used to eventually. I mean, there were different parts where things blow up, but that'll probably come in with the upcoming questions. <laughs> well, you know, I think like for me, when my mom and stepdad like separated, it was, I always remember like having that parents walk into school with their kids yeah, or drop them off. And I remember being like so upset that they got that life and I didn't. Yeah. So I don't know if I like you experienced that at all, Olivia, but I always felt like that was like the saddest part for me. I mean, my mom was the one that dropped me off at kindergarten because my dad worked, but I knew that I had two parents at home. So I was just like, yeah, whatever. So I can't really relate to that, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, um, on the first day of school, my, one of my parents would usually like to bring me, you know, do the pictures, like Mm -hmm. cute outfits that they went shopping for. But, uh, after that, usually it was daycare, dropped me off in the bus. And like, I, I'm not saying people who ride buses are like bad, but you know, they just like, they, like as a kid, they see you coming from a bus they're just like where are you coming from and then there's all these like you said parents are like dropping their kids off physically yeah it's just two different worlds in the the way you start your school day to begin with you know so did your parents have a like a pretty typical divorce like was it was it a happy mutual respect or no yeah (laughs) yeah it was it was not not great um I would say my parents' divorce was very different because I have a my older sister Megan has a very severe autism. She's unable to take care of herself, and so okay. to split and uh, have three kids and one with autism and type one diabetes, she eventually gets mm-hmm. uh, uh, that alone was just a lot for one parent to to handle, yeah. and that also caused a lot of different opinions. We'll just say. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. So from having your parents divorced that young and having to go through, you know, life with just one parent and then seeing your other parent take care of your sister, how do you think that it impacts who you are as a person today? Um, well, there's there's definitely like a positive and a negative side. The The positive side is I've learned to try and be compassionate, compassionate and conscientious, just seeing like the devotion my parents had to Megan because... A lot of people lose, or at least from my experience of seeing like other parents with autistic um, kids, is that a lot of them get like really crabby and they're super impatient. And I feel my dad did really well with. Um, hold on, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to cut Being that. Being patient uh, and. <laughs> yeah. What What was the question again? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, how does it impact who you are today as a person? That's right. So. I just saw that they they both cared, but um, I would definitely say my dad was more easygoing. My mom, I would say, uh, was the more troublesome, I guess, than the divorce. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you feel like 
so for the positive side, you feel like it made you compassionate and understanding. Yeah. So how would you feel like it impacted you negatively? Um, so negatively, I feel like, um, so the longest time I wasn't able to be very open or like talk about things I wanted to say. And so I would bottle up things. So I never got to like properly, um, I guess express my, yeah, express my feelings. And for example, like, uh, and I'm just now starting to like open up and try to handle it because I think it's important to have, what is it? Emotional stability or being able to like use it properly. And like, uh, two years ago was the first time I decided to finally speak up. And of course I was just saying all the things I shouldn't have. So I'm trying to like, filter it I guess yeah because uh, I had a my family has hardcore opinions and they they have a hard time going away from those you know yeah I got that too <laughs> I got yeah that. we got that <laughs> pretty bad <laughs> well <clears throat> Sophie like how did the divorce affect you on your side and do you, how do you think it affected you positively, neg- negatively? Um, positively, it definitely made me more aware of my surroundings and the people that mm-hmm. I was having relationships with. Um, I mean, it took me a while to actually learn how to process that. Um, obviously, I got into more abusive relationships after that, but it definitely made me like have a really big heart and not act how my parents act, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the negative agree. side of it, mm-hmm. like I'm very impatient. I have no patience for anything. So if you piss me you off. Cl- no way. I would have never guessed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you piss me off, I'm like, I, I just blow up. It's just because I don't know how to handle that emotion, but I was also never taught. Well, so I think why well, I think we talk about this in a lot of episodes is like your healing process takes a long time to heal from certain things and you blowing up it's just one of the relationship things that you've learned yeah you know from your past or whatever and it is. from the divorce from relationships whatever and my patience level from seeing why my parents divorced they have none so yeah. I just like I don't deal with the bullshit I don't deal with any type of anything that can make me feel like how I felt when my parents divorced. Okay, so Olivia, how did it affect your relationship with your parents and siblings? All right, so I will start with my siblings. So I'm the youngest of three. I have a brother, Billy, who's the oldest. Megan is the middle, and I'm the last. And so um, just even just like with siblings with age gaps, you don't always click with them. And with me and my brother, we didn't actually become close till my early 20s or right now because we had moved out together. But when I was growing up, he was like six or seven some years older than me. And so a lot of the time he would entertain himself uh, after the divorce. And I was kind of left with like either helping with my sister or just kind of figuring out how to play with myself so a lot of times I would just kind of be by myself um it kind of it kind of sucked because I saw these people who were, were really close with their sisters or their brothers and and like I said my my situation was a little different my sister's nonverbal, 
um, and knows some sign language, but she can't really hold a conversation. And so I never really had either like a typical brother sister relationship. So that alone already kind of set me aside from, I guess, other people and my siblings. Um, family wise or like parent wise, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, parent wise, things got a bit one sided. I preferred hanging out with my dad because he just was more positive, was taking steps to better his life. And it just showed that it, it made him happy that he was just accomplishing all these things when he had nothing. Because after the divorce, he, he gave my mom the house and everything. I remember visiting him once and he just had like a queen size bedroom in someone's like upper part of their house. And that was it. And like a mini fridge. And so I, I guess I, I leaned towards him cause I also, I remember being really like sad about it and frustrated. I, it was kind of the beginning where I feel like I couldn't say anything cause, um, my mom wasn't, she's never really seen my dad in a positive light and it showed a lot because the way she talked about him, it was always really like passive aggressive or just straight up just saying like he's a horrible parent and hearing, and I was like a daddy's girl. I was savage. I wore a daddy's girl t-shirt to my mom's house when we would, we would do a uh, placement changes. <laughs> it was like palm trees had those little like rubber balls you could peel off. Oh, those were tasty. But, um, <laughs> Uh, she just, uh, I don't know. I feel like that just began my, I don't want to say hatred. I don't hate her, but I just, we, our relationship is just so different after seeing how, how someone could be so, so rude and, and be like that in front of your kid. And then especially when my, my stepmom came in the picture. So long story short, my dad kind of met my stepmom, Linda, before the divorce. And then after the divorce, it only took them like two years to get married. But um, my mom was hated her. And Linda, I swear, was like a butterfly reincarnated to a human. I I don't have a single bad thing to say. It's And I, I feel very fortunate and very lucky where I didn't have a good relationship with my mom because of all all the hate and how I'm tied with like my dad still um but uh, I had Linda to lean on and uh I will say she was probably the first family member I was able to kind of open up I still don't open up 100% but at least I kind of had someone there to have as like a mother role model but they were just like complete 180s my mom's and Yeah, so kind of like what I was saying earlier, um, my dad chose to kind of take like the higher path and and try to let go of the anger and resentment, whereas my mom kind of let it burn and fester and and never really took the time to reflect on it, Um, like versus like personal interactions. I felt my dad was very, very tender and like caring towards me. when I did see him, he did work a factory job while he was finishing college. No, he was still, he was divorcing, working swing shifts and going to college. Amen. Holy cow. <laughs> I could not imagine. Yeah. I, that's just like one of the things I just really, I think that's also made me just kind of uh, appreciate him, I guess, or look up to him 
because no matter what happened, he he always just persevered. And that's something I would say both of my parents did. Um, they After the divorce, it was obviously super hard for both of them because when you go through divorce, or at least from what I've heard from my parents and uh, one of my friend's parents, they said that you just lose everybody, like all your friends, even like family friends will stop like talking to you. Um, and to like see them just persevere with being like a single parent with three kids. That's, ugh, I, I can't even believe it. Like my mom, uh, though we don't have the best relationship, I still just like admire her ability to keep going forward. Cause she, she worked for a company for like 10 years and the most she's ever made to this day is $14 an hour. And I just can't. Well, it's crazy to see like, you know, what your parents do growing up and having the different perspective and it gives us a different outlook on life as well. So when they're going through these hard times, it just shows you what you do or do not want to do later in life as well. Yeah. And I, I would say like my outlook changed of all both my parents through each life stage I saw maybe one parent more better than this person when I was like five because I wasn't aware of these other factors that go into being a lovely adult you know I I couldn't even list them all off to you you know Um, versus like middle school when you start eavesdropping and you hear stuff and you you try to put the puzzle pieces together versus like now in my early 20s where I just, I just try to even think like, oh my God, just even having a family is a lot to me. (laughs) So, I mean, shout out to all the moms out there, moms and dads. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Yeah. So we're just going to move into, um, about healing from having divorced or separated parents as an adult. Um, so definitely realizing that healing does not mean a complete removal of suffering. So for me, like I still suffer with some of the side effects that I've gotten from having divorced parents. Yeah, I think for me, it's more of as I have kids and stuff like that, I'm actually like terrified of ever getting a divorce. Not that I'm thinking that I ever would, but you know what I mean, though? You just like think about you never want that for you know, for your upbringing or You're, for your kids. That's why I've been single for four years. Okay, I already have two babies by two different baby daddies. I don't want a divorce. I don't want a relationship that's going to end. I don't want any of that bullshit that comes with it. Like, it's literally terrifying because you don't want that for your family. Yeah, definitely. Um, the other thing is just counseling. Go and see someone, talk to someone. You won't believe, like, how much... I don't know how it like feels so much better when you're able to talk to someone who doesn't know who you are. Yeah, it's just getting that weight lifted off your shoulders and getting the scrolls lifted out of your bottle from you bottling it up. Pretty much how it is, is releasing all that negativity onto somebody else who doesn't know you. Because it's different when you talk to somebody who knows you because they're like, oh, yeah, I've already heard this before. Or you're like, oh, whatever, because you know the person. Yeah. And you're unleashing all of this trauma and all the things you need to heal from onto somebody who has no idea about your past it's so much more relieving and it's so much easier to express that to somebody for me myself I don't go to counseling because one it is really hard to find a really good counselor but I've thought about it I probably should but I've 
Yeah. <laughs> I think we all could probably use a little bit of counseling, yeah. you know. I I went to a, a counselor a little bit when I first started college, and uh, I did definitely didn't commit long enough to reap the benefits. All I did was cry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, every like, question. Right, and that's just a trauma response, realistically, is because you're not addressing these questions in a day-to-day, daily life. So when you're going to a counselor and they ask you these hard questions, your first response is the emotional and to literally just let out all that feeling because you haven't let that out before. I've been there too, though. I, <laughs> when I did counseling before I got married, I literally, every question that she had, I was like, I'm so sorry. I, I, I didn't mean yes, to cry the whole time. Same. Like I'm, I'm trying to like figure out what to tell you. It was just, it was rough. Like the first few times were rough. Yeah. So another thing is finding a hobby. For me, I love the gym. I just, I love going to the gym and it's just where I feel that I can release all that emotion without crying and put it into cranking out a couple extra, you know, workouts or a couple extra reps in a set or just tacking on a whole different size. Like, the gym is my favorite hobby. What's one for you, Haley? Oh, my goodness. I don't even know. I don't feel like, I mean. Shopping at Target? Oh, yes. <laughs> Shopping, you know, spending all the husband's money. <laughs> um, I would have to say hobbies as well. Um. I actually, you know, as Sophie knows, I recently took up working out a couple months ago and uh I, it just helps me because I have such a hyperactive brain and to only have to focus on like counting my reps, it's, it's weird, but it's, it's really helped me calm down and just kind of have like something to myself, I guess. Yeah. It's hard to put life on mute. You can't, well, you can't really, but it, if you can find the right thing, like, uh, when I was growing up, I just like dove heavy into sports. I swam for competitively for seven years and they had like two to three hour practices morning and night. And that was like kind of my escape growing up at least. Yeah. I actually, in high school, we did cheer, but we also did that to try and get out of our home life and to be out and about and do something. Well, and And that's hard work. Yeah. Um, the other thing, I know we don't have it in our list, Sophie, but the other thing I was just thinking of, you know, is some people really find it good to get something in like a notebook or something and write down. Like a journal. Yeah, like a journal that they've, you know, wrote down things that just come to their mind or how did your day go and reflect on your day and have questions at the end of each journal journal page, you know, of the day. And I give people props for doing that because I cannot stick to that. And I feel like whenever Same. I open a journal, I just look at it and I'm like, what the heck am I supposed to write right now? But really, you're just supposed to write whatever comes to your brain. But I cannot stick to that. Like that is like, Actually, when I went, when I went to counseling, they actually told me to like sit down, reflect and like write down stuff because it actually helps your brain put things in order and it's so hard to like write things yes down. it is it yeah like, i don't know what to say even though it's your own journal you can say whatever but you realistically you just like look at it and you're like i don't know what to do it gets hard to be able to get into that and if you are into that and whatever share some tips please because <laughs> yeah. that'd be nice <laughs> Olivia, i actually there... go ahead oh, sorry 
No, oh, I was going to say, I um, back when I was trying that method, I felt like it didn't work for me personally, um, but I was also doing it on my phone. There was an app that you could, it was like six to eight different like faces, and then it would just like send you a random no- notification anytime during the day, and it would just ask you to like write down something, and it could be anything, and it would just like keep track over the month, and then hmm. kind of like average out your feeling. Um, obviously, it didn't work with me because i'm just, yeah yeah <laughs> i didn't persevere but uh it's it's something that maybe someone would like to try out there i can't remember yeah. the name of it but with the awareness of mental health growing continuously there's just a lot more apps out there now oh there definitely is there's tons well i think there there's so much more um like with social media too there's so much yeah. more people coming out and going, you know, this is my healing process or, or yeah, whatever. So mhm. Yeah. So the last thing we really want to talk with people about is how to help your child heal from a separation or divorce. You know, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know, we, my husband and I, or whatever, or my wife and I are going through a divorce or a separation and we have kids involved. How can we help them get through it? Olivia, you can hit on this just from having divorced parents and like knowing a little bit, like what you think a parent should do if they're going through a divorce. Um, I would say the biggest thing, and it's honestly probably probably the hardest thing maybe for parents is to not speak badly about the other parent. Yeah. Um, no matter how wrong, unless they killed someone, maybe have a, t- <laughs> maybe have a talk with them. But like, besides that, I just think you, you need to save that and then maybe just wait for the day where they're old enough. And if the question comes up, then you start talking. But I think you need to wait uh, for the kid to be curious and to be they'll, old they'll enough. They'll figure it out on their own. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They will. They, they, you'll pick up on the, like the small, even just like facial expressions when they answer the phone, you know, it's, it's, I feel like that is something that's important. And then also just like sitting down with your kid for a tiny bit. Uh, my dad didn't do it as often, but I remember when he would just sit down before bed and just ask me how I'm doing, if there's anything I'm excited for. Yeah. It was like, just like three minutes. And then he would just like kind of do his thing and, uh, for me personally, I really liked those since I kind of felt like a like a single child, but obviously I wasn't, you know. Yeah. So that's that's what I have to say about it. Um. So the kind of the list that we have on our side is staying involved in your child's life. Um, work hard to co-parent. You know, be the positive co-parenting. You know, at least try your hardest. Um, be supportive of the time your child spends with the other parent. And limit like you said, limit negative things. Yep. Above the other yes. Uh, communicate honestly. Help your child express their feelings. Let them know everything is going to be okay. Keep routines intact. And take care of yourself. And consider counseling for yourself and possibly for your children as well. Yeah. So those are just the things that we we have just to you know, help your child heal from that because truly I think when they're going through such a big change in their life, every kid is going to have some kind of ramifications. Right. Um, and we, and we can, as parents or as adults, we can, we can hopefully help lessen that for them, you know, cause that is a stressful time in 
kids' lives. You know, the two biggest people in their lives are separating and, you know, that can be hard. But, well, Olivia, I want to say that it has been amazing having you on. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, you were like our very first guest on Yay. here. So. Special. <laughs> I love yeah. being a guinea pig. I'm all right. <laughs> Our favorite guinea pig. Yes, our favorite one. So, well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys could leave a review um, on Spotify, there's a way to leave a review in the top, and I know that there is for Apple and I'm sure about Anchor. Google. But Google has the option too. Hell yeah. Just give us a quick review. That would be awesome. And we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.